When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 285 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Laura Holtzapple. Thanks, Laura. Thank you, Thank Laura. You. Today, we will be discussing part two of chapter 29 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Phoenix Lament. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to wail your way through the details, not to be confused with uh, aquatic animal. (laughs) (laughs) Before we begin, we're going to go to us to talk about us for weekly profit news. Yeah, because there's it's a little quiet. Yeah, there's the not powder. really a lot going on. So I thought, why don't we all give an update on Hogwarts Legacy for each of us? Spoiler free updates. Because. Mm, yeah, I think that can work. I don't want Stor- to ruin Storyline spoiler free. Storyline spoiler free. Hmm. Like I would like I would say okay, so my update, I am give me yours. I think that I am almost 70% through the story. Jeez Louise, Um, I'm like 14%. (laughs) I have a lot of side quests still to do though. So see, that's my jam. Um I have done a lot, but guys, there are a lot. Like there are a lot. There are a lot. I'm just (laughs) afraid of fighting. So I do the side quests. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I, okay. Here's, here's my, here's my, my thing. I have done the third. I've done the third trial. I've done all four trials actually. However, I want to talk about the third one again. This is spoiler free, but the third trial, Tiffany, when you get to it, I need like a live reaction because it is so freaking good you have me wanting to like do it google it no google it (laughs) i mean i've only done the first trial if you want me to i will talk about it more with you off of this but oh my god oh my god oh my god no marty did something so marty's way farther than me i don't know where he's at now he hasn't played in a few days because he's been um, working really hard. But he said that he did something, some kind of side quest that was specific to the PS5. Mm-hmm. 
And I've he heard said, it's really scary. Did I talk about this last time? Yeah, he said I it was like super dark and he yeah. loved it. Yeah, he I was like, heard. He like couldn't believe it. I heard that that side quest is coming to all the other platforms, but like early next year. I like that they do that. Like the DLC stuff, like I enjoy, um, like they do that a lot. (laughs) Katie. (laughs) Sorry. Phil wants up on this thing. (laughs) All I see is a big old H. (laughs) Um, they do that a lot. Like with, uh, Nintendo stuff, obviously like the Mario Kart stuff, they're dropping new tracks, not Mm -hmm. new, but you know what I mean? Um, Every so often. And like, I enjoy that. That's a really great way to like keep the game going, especially for people who, you know, have already beaten it, maybe a hundred percent of it. And then you can like add in side quests, like new side quests. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So hopefully they'll be able to do that. There are so many aspects of this game though, that like allow you to, it was like, there are parts of this game that remind me a lot of like animal crossing, like the room of requirement as a whole like everything that you can do in the room of requirement in terms of like personalization and customization and stuff like that feels very sims ish slash animal crossing to me so like yeah i could spend hours doing that kind of stuff so like and i also feel like there is so much opportunity for updates on this game with like adding in quidditch or adding in another school year like you could just do so even if it was a paid upgrade like i would do it right Mm-hmm. it is so good yeah it's so good i think that maybe when all of us get a little further we should do an episode on it where we can actually like talk about the story yeah definitely um, but okay first of all my favorite thing in the entire game right now has been the third trial and um the fourth trial is really really cool too and I just th- I'm still not done with the story though. Now we have to like now we go past the trials. I'm going to interrupt so. you to say that the trials and certain things are very Zelda S. Are they really? Yes, ma'am. <gasps> okay, well they're really fun, so I guess I'll have to play Zelda. Now. And that game's coming out soon and then i'll be a ghost to everyone don't even try and text my phone i'm not gonna answer because i'm gonna be playing (laughs) oh my gosh i honestly like i can't say okay it's the best video game i've ever played yeah Mm -hmm. is it my favorite no, but that's only because I have, like, nostalgia reasons behind that. Could it become my favorite? Absolutely. I could see it getting there. It's the best video game I've ever played. Yeah, same. And, I'm, and, and that's the thing where people get so irritated with date pushes in video games. And I know that I it's complained and complained and complained about Tears of the Kingdom being pushed. But it's always 100% worth it. So I know yeah. like everybody is waiting for it for on, on the, these other systems. I don't know how the Switch is going to be able to handle it. We'll see. Mm, yeah, I don't I know either. I feel like it's going to be very glitchy, but I mean, it's always usually worth the wait. Yeah. Katie, do you have things to say? <laughs> I'm really far behind. I'm only in the teen percentage. 
I think I just got to level 15 for myself. Okay. So I'm a little I'm a little bit further than you. I'm a level 33. <laughs> I think I'm 20 something. I might be 20, 21 or 22. I don't I haven't played in a few days. So we'll see. Yeah, honestly, Nintendo needs to um, Nintendo needs to either needs to come out with a new system. Yeah. Well, but Nintendo has never been a system that really does these they kind never of games. Need, they never needed to be. I know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Mario graphics are way different. They really did something special with Breath of the Wild. And I think Breath of the Wild is beautiful. Yeah. Um, is the best graphics ever? No. Yeah. But it's stunning. Yeah. And I don't think you can say otherwise. They've done great with the Pokemon games too. Oh, absolutely. Like yes. I love I still I still just my favorite Pokemon game that I've ever played is Sword and Shield. I there it's my favorite. It really? Yeah, hands down. Wow. I I love I love the look of it. I mean, it's based off of the United <laughs> Kingdom. It's beautiful. rolling green hills the clothes are just i just i love it so much it is pretty it is yeah so um but i enjoy wearing whatever (laughs) you're not caring what you look like so here's a tip i've finally changed to gryffindor stuff meg taught me this and it's changed my life yes i know you can wear it but not but then change what it looks like yeah that's what i do yeah I already figured that out right away. All right. I'm going to I'm going to put on all the ridiculous things that give me all of the uh, higher level things. But I'm going to look real cool. And my favorite outfit that I found is the mermaid stuff. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Yeah. Meg's character looks awesome. I wore a mask for a while and Alana told me to take it off. So she's you find. I'm like, what? I usually pick up gloves lots of gloves um did you find the assassin mask or whatever it's called it's so ridiculous it's like this like i don't know what i have um alana loves casting incendio but she calls it consendio <laughs> and she was like can i consendio that cat and i was like bro what no <laughs> like what oh my god no you do that to spiders <laughs> oh, it was so funny it was so funny Anywho, Kate, do you want to add anything? Yeah, you barely talked. I have kind of just stolen the system. I need another TV and another. Xbox. I know. <laughs> Katie goes to talk, and then Megan immediately says something. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like I agree with everything you guys are saying. I don't have much to add because I don't. I have not progressed in the story much slash side quest. But I really yeah. like just like exploring because it's literally like I think I said this before. This game is a labor of love. So like every mm. little thought has been thought of and executed. So like every corner is worth searching and looking through. And that's like yes. that's my jam with a game. Revelio, Revelio, Revelio. Door the other day, and a secret room. Nice. That was fun. Marty was like, you don't have to Revelio every two seconds. He goes, it hangs on for a little bit. You can just walk. And I was like, shut up. (laughs) I do what I want. I just like casting it. I I do. I will say the other night I saw something absolutely amazing. So it's nighttime and I was outside um, the Great Hall, like literally the doors right outside. 
and there's a bunch of suits of armor out there. I watched as a suit of armor beat down and destroyed another suit of armor. <laughs> then a house elf apparated in and went to clean it up and saw me and apparated out. <laughs> it was oh my chaotic. <laughs> it was so chaotic. But I loved it armor, because like are my favorite. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that is the detail that I want. Like and I love walking by Sir Cadogan. Yeah, I love his portrait. The so uh, <laughs> is it Halloween where you're at, or not yet? It is. It just yeah. started. Okay, I'm at Christmas. Yeah. They're not in the Great Hall yet. Like they're oh, not okay. hanging, but they're all over the grounds and stuff. Got it. We're talking about jack o' lanterns because we never said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like when Marty showed that to me. I was like, go to the Great Hall. There's going to be bats. Go. And he's like, fine. Okay. So he like flew there. <laughs> and I'm like, like, I was right. <laughs> yeah. Brie in the oh, chat says, man. I love that Peeves is in it. Peeves is pretty funny. Yes. Peeves is great. Peeves is so great. Uh, so. But I'm having a really good time. I mean, honestly, it's as a really obviously large Harry Potter fan. Um, it's everything I could have wanted. I have no qualms. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I just need to get better at fighting. I'm very used to like sometimes hack and slash, but in, in like Breath of the Wild, for example, like those moves have carried throughout Zelda games. So I like know it's like when you do like a ground pound in Mario, like that's always the same, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm used to that. But like this strategic button pushing where I still don't remember where the squares and the triangles and the circles are. I have trouble. So it took have me a I while. handed Marty the controller before? Absolutely. <laughs> Do I hate the spiders and make him fight them? Yes. Am I ashamed? No. <laughs> because I don't care. Oh, <laughs> uh, I uh I would like to say that I think that I've gotten pretty good at fighting. Yeah, remember that day you looked at me and you're like, I "You were so mad suck at this game." You and were I was like, "So emotional." I laughed and I was like, "Meg," and you're like, "No, I'm serious." <laughs> you don't immediately get it and are great at it. And all of a sudden, yep. I suck. Yep. <laughs> I truly felt like I was terrible at this game. And then she realized we she do just not wasn't have time dodging. for negative self talk. I know. Oh, I was rolling. Like, you, I yeah. Was like, I'm like, are you, are you dodging? Just she stand goes, there and get hit. No. And then she yeah. tried it again doing that and beat it. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's dodging. Doing something yes. wrong. I suck at this game. <laughs> oh my I God. Yes. beat it. When I tell dodge, you I do- spent a whole day, dodge. a whole entire day trying to get past one part of a trial. I'm not lying. And it's because I wasn't dodging. <laughs> what a journey for you yeah now look Uh, at me i've completed all four trials and i'm a freaking master and i learned a vada kedavra come at me we both got the game guide yes i haven't opened it yet but i haven't yet it does Mm -hmm. it's small i felt like i feel like it should be bigger for such a large game right Right. they Um, need a better guide breath of the wilds is thick with all the pokemon ones are always really good too pokemon ones are awesome they're like here's all the things you can do yeah literally i wonder if nintendo's will be maybe that would be nice 
wonder yeah. if it'll be different. <sighs> well, well, should we talk about this? Jinx, uh, you owe me a Coke. We said well at the oof. same time. <laughs> Record it. First she does her notes. <laughs> and she did her oh. summary. Now she's doing all this. Good for you. You know what? I'm not even mad about it. I'm just impressed. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me you were wearing that shirt today? Both of either of you. I have both of those. <laughs> we could have matched. Yeah, we could have. Sorry. What's your problem? You're not sorry. Listen to how you just said that. Sorry. <laughs> Lies and deceit. <laughs> just if Katie owes Tifa Coke and Tifa owes Mega Coke. Can Meg ask Katie for a coke? <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid idea. Yeah. Megan, <laughs> did you just give your coke away? <laughs> <laughs> I did, but then I fixed it. <laughs> I love the oh, no man. in all caps. Uh, <laughs> friends, if you're listening and you're not on Discord, what are you doing with your life? We have so many fun times here. It's so fun. Oh, speaking okay. of joining us on discord what do you have to say megan what read the social oh yeah whatever. that's what i was about to do okay <laughs> God, that's what i was gonna do jeez make okay. sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us then they may too if they're crazy we're crazy it's all the same have them come and join us <laughs> Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish Swag Boxes, and more. By the way, everything is ordered for the swag box. It is set to arrive very soon. We are going to order boxes right now so that everything is ready to go when it comes. And they are getting shipped out in the next two weeks. Yep. Boom, baby. Just box in time party. for the next box to be announced. <laughs> <laughs> literally though so. literally because april no theme chosen <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be okay we should probably think about that yeah we'll think about it <laughs> oh man all right where was i oh thank you guys uh -huh. all so much for your support thanks to all of our patrons thanks to anybody who just listens we just appreciate the support in general we love you guys mm -hmm. um yep. yeah if you would like to send us your Potter story or just any fun things, questions, or concerns, you can send those to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. What are you laughing at? Um, a swish math equation. Ready? Yes. From Puff Puff Oh, Dust. gosh. If Tiff kicks Meg and Kate out of her house and they're traveling east at 50 miles per hour, how long before they can get Honey Hut and be back? Oh, like <laughs> five Very minutes. Less than that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, all Honey Huts are opening uh, St. Patty's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Let's go. Not just on the weekends. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, Every day. Oh, 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 that oh, means oh. recording days can be Honey Hut days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. I seriously <laughs> am so sad that we're missing out on Marty's brownies. I'm sad, too. I can't stop thinking about can it. Can you ask him I'm what sorry. he's doing, though? Because today's pie day. Yeah, he should have made a pie. I know. <laughs> okay, making a pie. Made them. <laughs> Katie made mini pies today. Like little mini hand pies, literally from scratch. Even made the pastry crust herself. 
Who the, have you become? Right? Um, puff pastry extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good for you. Oh, thanks. Good for Marty because I could, I could kill a brownie right now. They were box brownies. Don't give him so much credit. They're still <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I do agree with brownie. that. I love a good box brownie. Can you please I don't hate on the like, cake. Thank do you. Do you know underrated funfetti? Yeah. Yeah. I love a funfetti. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what we all sounded like, and it made me laugh. Yeah. yeah. It's time for the recap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, okay. Ah. It's only Ginny who can pull Harry away from Dumbledore. Which is really sad. It's all he needs. He doesn't even realize it's her. He's just like going through the he motions. He smells her. Yeah. Then he like gets a whiff. And he's That's like, what it said. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's my flowery lady. Yeah. So they head up to the hospital wing. None of their side died, thankfully, but Bill is pretty messed up, thanks to Fenrir. Um, Everybody learns about Dumbledore's death. They hear the Phoenix song, and Harry has to fill everyone in on how the Death Eaters got into the castle. And everyone is very quick to turn on Snape. Do you think the Phoenix song in the distance is like Into the Unknown from Frozen? Probably. If that's how you experience grief. Yes. Ah, 100%. Guys, I did my summary. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I did it. I'm so proud yep. of you. I did it last night. Yeah, she really did. I'm just saying. Very ahead of the game. Yeah. She looks at me, she's like, I'm going to do my swish notes. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, man. All right. We get more details of the fight from Lupin, Hermione, Ginny, and Ron. And they are all still just clearly in disbelief over Snape. But like Katie said, very quick to turn on him. Um, then we turn our attention to Bill. And Mrs. Weasley admits that she doesn't think Floor will want to marry him anymore. And she gets quite mad. And then they hug. Um, <laughs> That's literally what happens. I know. Hagrid oh. comes back to tell McG that he moved Dumbledore. And then McG calls a meeting with heads of houses plus Hagrid immediately. Uh, and McGee wants to speak with Harry and she asks Harry what they were doing, but Harry isn't budging and the heads of houses with Slughorn representing Slytherin came in and the conversation was about if they should keep the school open. Mm. Chamber of Secrets flashbacks. A little bit. Yeah. All right. So Lupin tells Hermione that like none of this is your fault, right? Because everybody's kind of like blaming themselves for things that have happened. And realistically, it's it's nobody's fault. And so Lupin's like, if you didn't do what Snape said, then he probably would have killed you and Luna. Now, obviously, like, we know better as this is a reread. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that's really valid. Like, that advice. would be definitely something to think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he, you know, 
killed Dumbledore, then why wouldn't he kill you as well? Yeah. So Harry continues on with his story. Um, and in his mind, he remembers like everything playing out what everything, um, like would have like looked like quote, his black robes billing behind him as ever pulling his wand from under his cloak as he ascended. And he found the place where you were all fighting. And I don't know. I just, I feel so bad for all of them because every single person is like blaming themselves. Yeah. (sighs) Survivor's guilt. Definitely. (laughs) Woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, like you can do that to yourself all day. All day. All day. All day, son. All day. All day. All day. So Ginny fills in the details for us from the battle that we missed and, you know, that was missing from the movie. So, (laughs) quote, we were in trouble. We were losing, said Tonks in a low voice. Gibbon was down, but the rest of the Death Eaters seemed seemed ready to fight to the death. Neville had been hurt. Bill had been savaged by Greyback. It was all dark. Curses flying everywhere. The Malfoy boy had vanished. He must have slipped past up the stairs. Then more of them ran after him, but none of them blocked the stairs behind them with some kind of, or, but one of them blocked the stairs behind them with some kind of curse. Neville ran at it and got thrown up into the air. Um, so I can't remember if this was like confirmed. I think you have to have, you had to have the dark mark to get through whatever barrier that was. I think that that is confirmed. That makes sense. Okay. Or you could just be like, you know, Voldemort's wingman. You can go through anything. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, And Ron chimes in and says that none of them could break through the barriers that were on the stairs. And the massive Death Eater. Who was that again? It Uh, is. Crud. Shoot. He's blonde. Right. That's not Yaxley, is it? It's not Yaxley. No. Come on, brain. Uh, Big Raul. Raul. Maybe Raul. Is it Thorfinn? Uh, Thorfinn Raul. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh, maybe. (laughs) Yes. It's it's Raul. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Thorfinn? Yes. So so it's Raul. Um, was firing off, uh, curses absolutely everywhere. Um, yeah. And they were barely missing them and they were bouncing off the walls. And then Ral fires a hex that causes half of the ceiling to fall in, which also then broke the curse that's blocking the stairs. And I wonder like what that hex was that broke it. You know, was it or was it because he as a Death Eater did it? Maybe it's because the curse was contained within like the the walls and because they crumbled, it broke. That's what I thought, too. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways. Yeah. So, or maybe it's because it was like a dark curse and like a dark curse made that one like basically they like canceled each other out or something, you know? 
I don't know sure. if that's a thing. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. I don't know how magic works, but it's magic. I don't know anything that. you want. Could be anything. So everyone who was still engaged in the fight ran forward, and then Snape and Malfoy were there, and they came outside that door to the stairs, and none of them attacked him, obviously, because they think that he's on their side. And they thought that they were being chased by those Death Eaters. And Tonks says that she thought she heard Snape shouting something, but she couldn't understand what he was saying. So Harry fills her in on this because he heard it. Quote, he shouted, it's over, said Harry. He had done what he'd meant to do. Technically so not wrong. Technically well, not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Just yeah. not as sinister as Harry's thinking. <laughs> he did yeah. do exactly what he was meant to do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so at that, that like kind of brings them all back down to the real the reality that like Dumbledore is is dead. And so everybody goes silent. And clearly all of them are having survivor's guilt. All of them feel like they were duped with the most severe consequence that they could imagine. You know, Snape lied to them all. Um, some of them trusted him only on Dumbledore's word. And, you know, I think they're angry about that. They're angry yeah, that sure. Dumbledore got fooled. Um, I think that, that kind of takes like, him down a peg in their brains, I would think. Like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe he was fooled. Yeah, I, f- I feel like more than anger, I bet a lot of the order feels heartbroken mm-hmm. betrayed more betrayed heartbroken more than anything more than being mad more than being i don't know flabbergasted that, yeah it's it's got to just feel like just the worst betrayal possible mm-hmm. i just can't mm-hmm. even imagine yeah um. i mean lupin mad but like McGonagall, I think I think sad, heartbroken, sad over not obviously Dumbledore dying, but also over Snape. This makes me think of when LeBron left, everyone burned his jerseys, and then he came back, and everyone was like, "Wait, we like him!" <laughs> oh, now we have a championship again. <laughs> okay, if he leaves again, we won't burn your jerseys this time. <laughs> man so fox is still lamenting over the grounds outside and i was thinking maybe because we talked about last time how we thought that the song could have like emotional like heal heal your heart if you will um powers and so maybe trying to heal the students who were in pain and grieving the best that little foxy bird could poor fox I literally pictured you saying foxy bird. Same. And then I had to tell myself, no. Fox. 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 The bird. Fox. Yeah. And Harry has some intrusive thoughts. So he gets kind of real. They're very unwelcome. They cross his mind and he's not a fan. But he, he asks them because these are things that he wants to know. Um, quote, had they taken Dumbledore's body from the foot of the tower yet? 
What would happen to it next? Where would it rest? He clenched his fists tightly in his pockets. He could feel the small, cold lump of the fake Horcrux against the knuckles of his right hand. A reminder to him of the failure of the mission, I said. Dumbledore's last mission. Hmm. <sighs> if only he knew. And it wasn't as much as the mission was, <coughs> I apologize, a failure. It wasn't entirely. Because, you know, they still end up getting the Horcrux destroyed, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry, I have to cough. How <coughs> dare you have human reactions? I know. <sighs> Terrible. I'm telling you, I think I'm getting sick. It's not fun. Um, so he's thinking those questions in his head. And I mean, he just doesn't he doesn't want to think about them. But like he he wants to know, like, what are, what now? Like, what are the next steps? Like, he kind of has to figure it out on his own, almost. I mean, he has Ron and Hermione, but, you know, he's got he's other adults here that can help him, to at least. Uh, yeah, and he still tries later on. Mm -hmm. Still tries. So just then, the doors of the hospital wing open. Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are coming down the ward, and Floor is right behind them. And... McGonagall apologizes to them for the state of Bill. Like, she just says that she's sorry, you know? I think that she feels... Like, what oh, else Well, I mean, we said that. All of them feel partially responsible in some form, right? I mean, all of them mm -hmm. are having survivor's guilt. But I think that... I think that McGonagall specifically feels guilty that this even came into the school period. Like, mm -hmm. Dumbledore wasn't there, so... That then kind of makes the school her responsibility. So she, I mean, obviously this is not something that she could have, you know, stopped. Yeah. But she still is going to have that just guilt. I just feel bad. Yeah. And, and like, what a way to be thrust into your new position. Yeah. Well, for the time being. Right. The temporary position. Snape is not named as headmaster until the mm. end of... Until very close to the start of the school year. Because July, I think. July or the beginning of August. I think beginning of August because... No, it's... It's in a profit. Are they, they're, they're at Grimwell Place, yeah, and they get the profit. And yeah. he's like, you're not going to like this, and he like throws it down. So it's definitely... August. So I wonder if the school year had they hadn't started it hadn't started yet because they do talk about September first yeah. and how there were like more Death Eaters waiting outside Grimald Place. Yeah, so, yeah. So it was like, what did they think August. that the three of them were just going to come out with their that's, trunks and be like, "We're here"? That's we're off what to Harry says. says. <laughs> that's what Harry and Ron are like. Uh, you think we're really going to go? <laughs> Oh, dumb. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that Ginny went, though. Like, I know. And, I, and I'm yeah. surprised that Mr. Weasley stayed at the ministry as long as he did. It seemed dangerous. Ron like, is it really that big of a it. secret that you're in the Order of the Phoenix? It's not. <laughs> That's foolish. They talk about it, don't they, Katie? Didn't they? 
didn't they make it well they made it mandatory yeah wasn't it mandatory that you because it's never ever in the history of hogwarts been like if your name's down you have to go because i guess some get homeschooled or whatever you wanted to do they would have all had to go into hiding and it it wasn't feasible for mr weasley yeah that's what i'm saying like i'm shocked that they didn't do that only because they were so out in the open and obviously like i mean if you look at their family like of course they're in the order of the phoenix like how do you not see this that's all the people that they're with all the time i think it's just surprising the trickle down effect of them going into hiding it would have affected so much if they had done that you know and i think that that was like what they weighed because you had fred and george with their store that was doing well and if Ginny doesn't show up for school and then they can't find Ginny or Mr. or Mrs. Weasley. Who would they go after next? Fred and George. Yeah. So then Fred and George would have to go into hiding. Yeah. And then they would just go after Bill and then they would just go after Charlie. Like there was just like too many loose ends, I think, for, for it to be feasible for the Weasley family to go into hiding. I'm just saying it's I'm just surprised surprising. that Voldemort didn't have anybody kill them just immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that to me is surprising. Yeah. It's almost like and it does like to <clears throat> me saying it almost doesn't make sense but it's like it was safer to hide in plain sight. Because I mean, you know what I mean Mr. Mr. Weasley was attacked by <laughs> right. Like, <Yeah. laughs> you know what he does. Why wouldn't he just kill him? Maybe that's the evil in me. But I just think that, like, maybe it's because the Weasley family (laughs) was obviously a pretty prominent part of the order and he didn't want to. I don't know. It doesn't make sense, right? I mean, I guess if you if you kill them, then you're they're already at war, though. They've been at war since the end of four. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think the only reason they don't just outright kill them is because they're pure blood, and they're part of like, <sighs> but the they but they're blood traitors. Their traitors. status, yeah, their blood true. status is um, as equal as trash in their opinion as uh, Muggleborns. That's true. Meg, Meg, when hmm. in Discord says maybe they aren't worth it in Voldemort's hmm. eyes. I mean. I will say he does have he a habit doesn't, of underestimating. He under definitely underestimates. And I mean, Bellatrix feels that 100% because she's dead because of Molly. So, right. Marguerite, maybe they don't see them as a threat. That's just but surprising. They're tracked. They're tracked. They so, yes, tracked. they are a threat. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you know what? I know mm-hmm. why. Why? Because Harry could show up with them. They're a potential mm-hmm. magnet for Harry oh. to appear. Oh, very Weasley. good. So why kill the Weasleys when that uh, could be a door that into could be getting your, undesirable that number one? I'm applauding that. Oh, well done. Well nice. done. We just I'm very proud out, of you. Know? We, we did it. We it did it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Because I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, why don't you just kill them? But yes, that is a way Wait. to get Harry. I could capture this person. You know, he would want to come save him because he's hero Harry, blah, 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 or X, Y, Z, whatever situation you want to say. Very good. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Now I feel better about it. (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. (laughs) 
<laughs> I took Sam's word in the chat. Bait. Uh, bait. Bait. Very good. Yeah. Bait. Um, okay. So yes. So Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are there along with Fleur, or also known as Floor. Molly finally gets a good look at her son, and I hate this part, and I might cry. So here we go. Um, she looks at his mangled face and she exclaims, like, oh Bill. I'm sure it sounded worse than that. I'm sure it was like a yell. Oh Bill. Uh, Bill. <laughs> I love you so, I always will. Gilmore Girls people, where are you at? I'm sure that's obviously an artist that's well known, but that's in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I see people typing. Okay. Anyways, um, Lupin and Tonks get up quickly to let them be close to their son. And Mrs. Weasley, oh, I hate this. I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's okay. Load it out. It's because I'm a mom. And I have a boy now. Um, I mean, I'd cry like this over Rose too, but this just kind of, I don't know, her talking about her son. Why am I doing this, you guys? <sighs> you know, I'm emotional. Okay. Somebody cry with me. I understand. Megan, you cried earlier. Cry now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be alone. Anyway, so she kisses Bill's forehead. <laughs> ah, it's okay. And. My heart is broken. Yeah. That's her baby. Yeah. Okay. And like her, I mean, this doesn't matter, but her first baby, you know, her oldest no, baby. No, isn't Charlie? No, Bill's older. Oh. Yeah. Are you even a fan? <laughs> I couldn't even finish saying that. <laughs> I don't know um, why I cannot get those two. The order? Well, there's seven yeah. of them. Ding. I know. <laughs> And so Mr. Weasley gets the details on what happened to his son to get some more clarification and probably for something to do, you know, mm, rather yeah. than just to stare at him. He says, quote, you said Greyback attacked him. Mr. Weasley asked Professor McGonagall um, distractedly, but he hadn't transformed. So what does that mean? What will happen to Bill? We don't know. We don't yet know, said Professor McGonagall, looking helplessly at Lupin. Um, and there they are turning to Lupin again, like we said that they were going to do and that they knew he would be the person um, to do that. And he would absolutely, no matter what trauma that brings up, because he's just that giving um, quote, there will be, there will probably be some contamination. Arthur said Lupin. It's, it is an odd case, possibly unique. We don't know what his behavior might be like when he awakens. <laughs> Um, and so Mrs. Weasley, she's taking the ointment and she begins to dab at her baby's wounds. <sighs> I can't talk about her anymore. It's too rough. And so Arthur then goes to confirm, um, the rumor that Dumbledore is dead. So that's, I don't know who told them or where they heard it from, but we know that nothing that happens at Hogwarts stays secret for very long. <laughs> Yep. Um, and McGonagall nods to confirm that the rumor is true. And Harry is looking at Ginny. So this is like that you're taken out of this moment with, you know, a mother, father, and their son. And Harry, we're back in Harry, and he's looking at Ginny and he's watching her and noticing her being fixated on Fleur. 
And the expression on Fleur's face was something that was kind of just frozen. (laughs) And I feel like Ginny is looking for a reaction. And so I wrote, and I spelled this incorrectly in the doc, but I wanted to... (laughs) I just, is she phlegm or fiancé? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and I think that Ginny's waiting to see what what is she going to do? Is she a woman of her word? Or is she this flighty person that we have made her out to be and completely misjudged? Um, I like Fleur. Same. I think she's a BA. I'm sorry. What is it? A B Bob's Aprons chick. I think not that, to be confused with Bob Schwartz. <laughs> I think as well that Fleur, like, yeah, she's arrogant, but her personality in other sectors makes up for that a lot. You know, arrogant or confident, confident, probably. You know, there's yeah. like a fine line between there those. Is. Can you push it and go over sometimes? Sure. She does say I'm <laughs> good enough looking for the both of them. I mean, she's just being honest, you know. True. <laughs> True. Um, quote, Mrs. Weasley had eyes only for her eldest son. There you go. There's confirmation, Megan. He's the oldest. <laughs> yeah. I'm she began dumb. to. S- <laughs> it's fine. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> she began to sob, tears falling in. Onto Bill's mutilated face. I hate that word, mutilated. Mm-hmm. It makes it seem really bad. Yeah. She says, "Molly, being Molly, being the she. Of course, it doesn't matter how he looks. It's not really important. But he was a very handsome little boy. <laughs> Always very <laughs> handsome, and he was going to be married. Cue the change." Oh, boy. Um, so Fleur is very upset by this, this little line that's been said by Molly. She's, and what do you mean by that? That! Um, and honestly, in my opinion, I, she's rightfully upset about this. And she says, what do you mean he was going to be married? She she demands this question from Molly. Um, and this startles Molly Wobbles. Uh, but Fleur says, <laughs> um, Fleur says, and I thought that this was interesting that this is how she took it at first because she gets even more mad in a second when she realizes how Molly actually meant it. So she says, what you think Bill will not wish to marry me anymore. You think because of these bites, he will not love me. Molly tries to say no. And then I put in parentheses, I thought you wouldn't want to marry him. Um, But Fleur continues. She said it would take more than a werewolf to stop Bill loving me. And then Molly into that. And you know, again, I really do like Flair mm-hmm. um, because obviously, yeah, this is B.A. what she is saying right here. And Molly interjects and says, no, I thought perhaps given how how he and then Flair realizes what she meant. She goes, you thought I would not wish to marry him. 
or perhaps you hoped? Oop. What do I care how he looks? I am good looking enough for both of us, I think. All these scars show is that my husband is brave and I shall do that. She pushes Mrs. Weasley aside and snatches the ointment from her. She pushes her so hard. Molly actually like stumbles back into Arthur. So like when I say she pushes her, like she legitimately pushed her, which I was like, (laughs) Um, and you know, okay. You guys know my feelings on Molly. No, you don't say I stand Fleur here. I stand her this. I love that for her. I love that journey for her. It's honestly, it is needed on Fleur's end to give her some confidence in front of the Weasley family, because Mm -hmm. yes, she has a lot of confidence in herself, but I think that she, and again, rightfully so felt intimidated by not only Molly, but also Ginny. And, and you stay, you stay respectful. You try and be respectful. Right. You know, but there comes a time and place where you just need to say what needs to be said. Yeah. And this was absolutely that moment. I think that it was incredibly deserved and it becomes a turning point for them. So it ends up it does. being great that this happened. Obviously not for Bill. It becomes great that Fleur snapped here in a way because it kind of even to the playing ground I think for them mm-hmm. it was like okay she is not the person we assumed her to be mm-hmm. um let's you know put this aside and we're going to start fresh here not just not just for Fleur or for Molly but also for Bill and like we should be more accepting and and this also helps Ginny and Hermione with their thoughts on Fleur as well. Um, So Mrs. Weasley has a curious expression on her face after being shoved. And after a a long pause, she just says, our great auntie Muriel has a very beautiful tiara goblin made, which I'm sure I could persuade her to lend you for the wedding. She is very fond of Bill, you know, and it would look lovely with your hair. And that right there was what's the word I'm looking for that was the gesture that Mm -hmm. was said olive branch yeah thanks Jess and Aubrey that was the olive branch from Mrs. Weasley to basically be like okay we're we're moving forward from this you know that might seem like at, at first like glance or first read um that might seem like kind of trivial but it's not just the fact that she's like hey you should use this thing but it's like something that molly would also suggest to Ginny. you know what i mean it's a family kind of door that's opening yeah yeah totally i'm really okay maybe i'm going on a limb on here but i'm really disappointed in hermione for judging fleur this way because hermione um it did seem a little I feel out of like character for me for her real judged for her brain if you will yeah but she's so much more than that so why couldn't Fleur be so much more than her looks I also kinda... she's literally like you're literally born 
these ways. <laughs> like, why are we? I don't know. It's jealousy. Definitely. I do think that part of it, and this is not an excuse for Hermione in any way. I agree. I'm disappointed in the way that she, um, in the way that she treated Fleur and felt about Fleur. But I think that it was probably one of those situations where it's like all the people I'm surrounded by are feeling this way. So I also feel this way. Peer pressure. Yeah. And you know, she was, I'm pretty sure that she was sleeping in Jenny's room with her. Right. So like they probably you you hang out with. Yeah. You know, I think it was a little <laughs> bit of that, but again, that's not an excuse, but I do think that that happens. So so she's also Vila. Yeah. Which Does that put a sense of jealousy on people? Like I don't magically? know, but that like is I'm not so I know that like Ron fawning over her from time to time. But like literally he they couldn't help it, right? Yeah. Like even Harry did it. Like to the point where they had to like kind of get used to being around her he said didn't he say in like i can't remember which book possibly five is it five but like when she like would come out of nowhere like or like walk into a room it would like hit him yeah he would have to like kind of knock himself out of it so that's like literally like a magical being Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know you can't just it's not just ron you know, drooling over someone. Yeah. They can't help it. I mean, and Mr. Weasley, when, when, uh, Fleur's mom comes to the wedding, I feel like he goes above and beyond. And then like Molly gives him a look or something like that. Or, and he has to like snap out of it too. <laughs> Katie, <laughs> I like what Morgan said. Cause she brought up Hermione's jealousy, but she also brought up that Hermione's femininity is often forgotten or ignored, particularly by Ron. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind mm, of like true. a double whammy for her, even if the one thing is I just, not his fault. That's I just that's want valid. people to just not. Uh, you know, it's I, so hard when you're younger too. I was going to say, there's a lot of chatter in the discord about, you know, like we got to remember they're 16 slash 17 years old and jealousy is the thing. We got to talk more though about not bringing other people down to yeah. bring yourself up. Totally. And we have a lot of, you know, younger listeners, but tearing somebody else down is not going to help you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Never. If anything, it'll make you feel the opposite because oh. at the end of the day, you're doing something that's wrong. <laughs> what so are you gasping There's about? a lot of um, like gender speculation as far as like, so Jess asked, are Vila's just a straight people thing? Like, do they just make men stupid? Yeah. But I liked what... And then she said, give me a gay Vila storyline. And I I liked that. But then Mia said, I always thought some of Ginny's jealousy was because she was attracted to Fleur. I can, Maybe. I could see that. I, I did kind of always picture Ginny as bisexual for some reason. I'm here for it. I'm not I entirely like sure why, but I do. <clears throat> I don't know why either, but I just, her and Luna felt real natural. Yeah. But then that. (sighs) Then Harry had to be all, Ginny, (laughs) Ginny. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. 
I don't know. I've never thought about that. that I thought way. that what Jess said here was interesting too. I feel like, uh, oh wait, no, sorry. Well, I do like what Jess said. I'll, I'll get to it. But Megan with an H said, does it depend on the sexuality of the Vila themselves as to like who they affect? I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just that I feel like queer women still enjoy making men feel dumb, which that's true. Valid. <laughs> I kind of figure I don't know. I kind of like the I've kind of liked that it would just go to like it would hit everybody hard. Yeah. I think that would be pretty awesome actually. Yeah. <laughs> like no matter what like this person just magically hot. Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah. I like but that." But I do I do like <laughs> the potential um of like her villainess also affecting this and it just like takes a while to like break through for molly because as soon as fleur like accepts this gesture like she still accepts it but she's like a little stiff about it but then Mm -hmm. harry literally doesn't even notice what happens he just is like and then suddenly they were hugging and crying i love reading him here because it's so like that's such a marty thing yeah it would be so marty if it would be like what all of a sudden you're like hugging it just Made me laugh really hard. <laughs> Guys. <clears throat> what? What? Is Fleur like Edward Cullen? <laughs> Everything Why? About I me, would really love to hear this. Everything about me pulls you in. My face, my voice, <laughs> even my smell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So she's really a vampire. Yeah. All right. Tiff, what do you think? Yeah. Tiff's ready to walk <clears throat> out. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Ah. <laughs> you hit a level that only bats can hear. <laughs> Jeez. I love you. Love you too. Um, are we ready for the next little argument? Sure. All right. Now we get a Remus and Tonks argument, which I'm not going to lie. Yes, it feels like this could happen now because of the whole werewolf talk. But it also felt a little weird to just like <laughs> in front of everyone. Yeah. In front of everybody. <laughs> and also like Dumbledore just died. Like, why are we having this conversation right now? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But anyway, so, it, you know, it's where it's where it fell. So it's like it's like the uh, author was like, I want to fit this into this book. A, for a the thousand of the next book. And you know what? <laughs> I do not say that often about her yeah but in this because usually i always think i mean her writing is great i mean we talk about that all the time i love her descriptions all that kind of stuff but like this scene is one of the very few instances where i'm like she just wanted to include this somewhere does it perfectly fit here not really but she made it fit there <laughs> it's like when you jam a puzzle slide. piece in and it like it? looks like it fits pretty well. But yeah, no, it doesn't fit. Yeah, well. and and again, like I don't say that often when it comes to her writing, um, <laughs> but this is one of those moments where I think, uh, I think it's awkward, but I also, I mean, 
I think that's Tonks. It could be. True. You know, she's in she's been through enough and I feel like this lets you know I mean granted Dumbledore was very old but you're not hanging around forever um so you might as well do what you need to do you ain't getting any younger true and especially you know times of war you're gonna grab the opportunity when you can Mm -hmm. um so Tonks at this moment glares at Remus and just gets right into the argument. She goes, you see, she still wants to marry him, even though he's been bitten. She doesn't care. And he says, it's different. Bill will not be a full werewolf. The cases are completely. And he's saying this very tensely. So I imagine his voice is maybe a little quiet. He's very. Um, I really don't want to argue about this right now type of way. Mm-hmm. And suddenly. Um, oh, he's, she says, but I don't care either. I don't care. And she shakes him. Which means they've had this conversation like a bajillion and one times. Yeah. A thousand percent. This is probably a multiple times a day argument at this point. Um, She's just sending like owls. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. like Like, literally i bet every time they see each other it is this and she says i've told you a million times and suddenly now this is when harry is realizing why tonks has been the way that she has been it was not serious it was remus um yeah you picking the right one girl right heck yeah remus would not look her in the eyes And he said, and I've told you a million times that I am too old for you, too poor, too dangerous. Sounds like you're too dumb. Whoa. (sighs) Remus. Anyway, so Mrs. Weasley (laughs) chimes in that she said Remus was taking a line on this. And he argues. And then Mr. Weasley pushes back (laughs) and, and says, but she wants you sticking up for Tonks, which I think is pretty awesome. And mm-hmm. um, it's just awesome to see it's awesome to see people rally behind someone when they don't feel like they're heard, because I have to imagine that that is a thousand percent how Tonks feels right now. Just completely not heard by Remus. He's Talk not listening to what she is saying. But also on the flip side, he probably feels the same way. Like you're not listening to what I'm saying. It's one of those things where it's like it's a tough 
it's it's tough to talk to someone who hates themselves that much. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say he does not feel like he deserves anything. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, no matter what, I can see them like laying on the couch, reading books, and him being like. Say just saying sweet things to her, like I, you know, would love to marry you, and she's like, "Let's do this," and he's like, "But I can't." You yep. know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I feel like it. It seems so like one sided, where you're like, "Jesus, she's probably annoying as heck," saying all this over and over and over again. But he's probably given her ins and said stuff like that. You know what I mean? To put that idea mm-hmm. into her head. This is not completely one sided. Yeah, Katie. totally. I wish we had this whole story. And someone did bring up like. That they're annoyed we get this scene, but like not their mar- their actual marriage. But mm. whatever. Um, I was gonna say I feel really bad for Mr. Weasley in this section as well because Remus says something about how Tonks deserves someone young and whole, and Mr. Weasley uh. says, "Well," and he points to Bill and he's like, "Well, young and whole men don't always stay that way. Stay that yeah. way." And like that, yeah. I mean, this is fresh. Like this is literally actively happening right now. Like Bill's still unconscious. And like yeah. you, are, you have to use them as an example to make someone else see like, stop being an idiot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely you can't read it all as Tonks being like obsessive and annoying about it. Like we're not getting the entire story. With yeah. What's going on with them? I just Remus in general, I imagine, <clears throat> is someone who is very hard to love because he has Mm -hmm. to push back so much that honestly it has to be exhausting to love him for Tonks because it's one of those things where she constantly, I mean, obviously she constantly has to tell him you deserve this. I love you. I want this. Stop trying to tell me what I don't want. Like, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. But obviously mm-hmm. it means a lot to her. So she keeps pushing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel bad because I feel like this relationship was kind of like a what to a lot of readers because you don't have everything that not you don't need everything, but there's like barely any build up to this, which is why I think people were like those two what and then you know you just you skip on so much and you don't see barely any of the happiness like you see her wiggling her ring and saying that they got married at privet drive and then you know you skip to mad eye (sighs) being dead and then you skip to um being at Shell Cottage oh well that and he hates everything he's trying to skip out Um, and then you have that fight where oh he's miserable and then you have the baby's born and he's happy Um, for about three seconds and then you have her chasing after him and that's that's it and then you see their bodies and that's like and and it's difficult for the reader to, to, to get attached to that relationship. Like we're attached to Lupin for sure. And we like 
honks in a different way just because of how like interesting she is and and whatnot but like you have hardly any attachment to this relationship and i kind of was sad about that i feel like it would have been nice to have more it would have nice to have been nicer to lupin there's some great (laughs) fan fictions out there yeah yeah i'm aware (laughs) a werewolf werewolf at christmas we read that. that one's so good great one um all right so <laughs> mark that on your bingo sheet actually <laughs> kendra already got bingo shout out to slytherin woo, woo, woo. um <laughs> so oh remus then avoids everyone's eyes and says now isn't the time dumbledore is dead and then mcgonagall pipes in yeah, McGee. And says Dumbledore would have been happier than anybody to think that there was a little more love in the world. Boom. Boom. Um, Even McGee is chiming in. Right? I just want everyone to be like, I want everyone to say something. <laughs> well, so far it's been three people. Right. Um, so Haggard comes in at that moment and tells everyone that he has moved Dumbledore and that Sprout has got the kids back to bed and Flitwick is lying down and Slughorn has informed the ministry. Um, so basically, you know, our big long checklists are getting done, unfortunately, because of yeah. the bad times that have happened. Um, so McGee says that she'll have to speak with the ministry when they arrive and she asks Hagrid to tell the heads of houses that she wants them in her office forthwith which I didn't know what that means and it means immediately without delay it's a fancy word I agree I'm gonna say that to the kids forthwith get over your seats forthwith so she wants him to join them too him meaning Hagrid and also Slughorn is now representing Slytherin. Um, and then she asks to have a quick word with Harry. 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 Where have you been? <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> Tell me now. Before I started my notes, Tiffany wrote me a little note. And it was really cute. She wrote, I love Katie. I do. She also wrote hello, and I wrote hello back, but then I had to delete it so I could write notes in here. (laughs) (laughs) But the love remains. The love remains. (laughs) So, Harry follows her. The corridors are completely empty. uh, And Fox is still singing his little song out on the grounds. Which is like, baby, don't hurt me. Right? Don't hurt me. No more. It's sad. I wonder how long he sings for. You know, I mean, mm. I feel like <laughs> until everybody like feels slightly better. Slightly yeah. Better. Fox <laughs> and Dumbledore were like, what's that word? Tight. Thick as thieves. Well, yes, that's sorry. I did not finish <laughs> my thoughts. <laughs> like a witch has a not in Harry Potter. They have like a companion, but what's it's usually oh. an animal. It's usually a black. Cat. Oh, Oh. What's that called? <laughs> a, familiar. Um, a familiar. A familiar. I feel like Fox could be a familiar to Has anybody Dumbledore. seen The Worst Witch? <laughs> that <laughs> Only movie because is of freaking you. weird. <laughs> Tim Curry's in it. And it's oh, so gosh. weird. Uh, but I love it. They have familiars. <laughs> I would love that in I the Potter world. literally obsessed with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> My mom recorded it on a VHS for me off the TV. Oh, man. 
Good times, man. Recording VHSs, and then you get the commercials, and you try to stop it for the commercials. It's like Christmas tape. Record again, yeah. Ah, freaking Christmas tape, man. (laughs) I love Christmas tape so much. So it takes a few minutes before Harry realizes they're not heading for McGonagall's office. They're heading for Dumbledore's office. And then he realizes, well... It's actually technically her office now because she was deputy headmistress. So now she is headmistress. And it's just like a lot to wrap your head around when everything's mm-hmm. so fresh. And I'm sure it is for McGonagall, too. So She's he- probably like, I'm what now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a what? So Harry's describing <laughs> that he's not sure what he expected when he went back into the, the office. He's thinking like he's picturing like the room draped in black. He's picturing Dumbledore's body lying there, but it ends up looking almost exactly as it had before him and Dumbledore had left literally hours before. And I I understand this feeling because it's like if you've ever lost someone, it's like it's hard to imagine that the world keeps going even though they're not in it anymore. And yet like everything that they you know, the places that they frequented or whatever, they're all still there. And like nothing is touched beyond what they touched then. You know, it's just it doesn't feel like it should be the same, but it is. Um, And I just liked the little reminder of like how peaceful this office is and how it's just like it's just Dumbledore. So I pulled it from the book. The silver instruments whirring and puffing on their spindle leg tables. Gryffindor's sword. Hey, in its glass case gleaming in the moonlight, the sorting hat on a shelf behind the desk. But Fox's perch stood empty. He was still crying his lament to the grounds. And a new portrait had joined the ranks of the dead headmasters and headmistresses of Hogwarts. Dumbledore was slumbering in a golden frame over the desk. His half-moon spectacles perched upon his crooked nose, looking peaceful and untroubled. I wonder... I wonder... Because Snape talks to Dumbledore's portrait about Gryffindor's sword. Mm-hmm. Why not talk to Harry then? Is it because you can't, you still can't reveal things? Like, what, um, can, is there like a time limit after you die where your portrait has to like remain silent and you're sleeping and then you, like, you know, that's a really I left good this thought. To you, I left this to you in my will, or... I like wonder... Because he counted on destroying the Horcrux after. That was the plan. I'm going to destroy the Horcrux. I mean, we think it's the plan. And then, you know, show you that this is, this is how you do it. This is what you're going to use. Blah. You really don't hear anybody talking in your office. You're just sleeping. Are you faking it? It seems like a convenient thing for the plot that he was asleep at this moment, you know? I would have rather it have been empty. Yeah. Or like not up yet. Yeah. It's almost like this has crazy it happens that fast. This has to be a, a hole in the plot that I'd never thought of before. But like so Dumbledore knows the end of his life is nearing, right? We are, he already has a 
a lot of amount of time that he knows is closing quick because of his sick hand, right? And the will is made. The will's made. Just in case things. Right. You know? Exactly. Which they do. But <laughs> when these portraits are made, you, like, are supposed to speak with them, your own portrait, right? To, like, imbue your personality and, like, whatnot, blah, blah. So since are Dumbledore, you? I think so. Oh. So since Dumbledore knew his time was limited, if there was even if there was certain things and we know there were that Harry couldn't know yet, that could not be revealed yet, couldn't he still have like told this portrait, yo, these are the things that Harry can know and probably needs to know and should know, just in case I kick the bucket before I have a chance to tell him? Well, also, mm -hmm. I, I he wouldn't have said much in front of McGonagall, though. No, I meant like later, like, and then Snape could be in on that plan. So somehow could they could get to this talk portrait. to Harry in private. Yeah. Or yeah, why wasn't there like you know? Well, I mean, it, it couldn't be revealed that Snape was on his side though because of legitimacy. Snape. There's a lot of other things that needed to happen, but I just wonder, like, could the sword thing have been made easier? Yeah. Instead of, I mean, I do, I, I do like how he gets the sword. It's well, cool. yeah, it's fantastic the way that he gets it. I just wonder. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Um, so I looked up some stuff about um, portraits in Hogwarts just because yes. I was very interested in it. And maybe we've talked about this before, maybe not, because I'm like Dory and every day's new. Um, so the author has stated that all the portraits in the headmaster's office and actually all the portraits at the school are of deceased individuals, which I didn't realize that. So like it's not just like someone made a painting. These are like all people that lived and had lives which is really interesting that is cool hmm. um then it goes on to say i was like well why wasn't snape's portrait or i wondered if snape did get a portrait for sure i had to look that up uh so the author well, explained but people wonder why it wasn't there when harry quit. went to put the pensive i got it yes you got quit. it the author explained that Snape's portrait did not appear immediately after his death because he abandoned his post before his death. Um, so there's like a, from the Carnegie Hall 2007 interview. It's such a good interview. Um, I'll just read what her answer was. Some have been asking why Snape's portrait, why hasn't Snape's portrait appeared immediately? It doesn't. The reason is that the perception in the castle itself and everyone who was in the castle, because Snape kept his secrets so well, was that he abandoned his post. So all the portraits you see in the headmaster's study are all headmasters and headmistresses who died. It's like British royals. You only get good press if you die in office. Abdication mm. is not acceptable, particularly if you marry, marry an American, then she says I'm kidding. Um, I know because I thought this one through because it was very important to me. I know Harry would have insisted that Snape's portrait was on that wall right, besides Dumbled right beside Dumbledore's. So he didn't get a portrait till what I read this as is like he did his job so well even the castle wouldn't put up a portrait of him <laughs> but I don't think he would ha it would have anyway because he had left the post he didn't die while yeah. 
serving the school. And I think the castle the knew the castle knew that um obviously that he was working with Dumbledore because of all their conversations. True. Um True. and especially even post Dumbledore's death, he talks to Dumbledore's portrait. Like that's how they came up with the plan of um making sure that Harry gets the sword in a very Gryffindor kind of way, which it's actually Ron, but you know, it was intended for, for Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, peaced out, flew away like a bat in the night. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just interesting. The inner workings of Hogwarts uh, is just so, it's just awesome to me. I want to know more. Mm-hmm. Give me all the deets. I know. I love it. Uh, okay. So back to the actual chapter. So McGonagall looks at Dumbledore's portrait just once. And she makes this odd sort of movement as if she's trying to like, steal herself. Like get her stuff together. And then she rounds on Harry. She actually addresses him as Harry. <gasps> not Potter. Not Potter. Not yet. Um, and she's like, I want to know what you... And Dumbledore were doing this evening when you left the school. And right Harry to the point. <laughs> was expecting this right. He had his answer ready. And he's like, I can't tell you that, Professor. And he's thinking it was in this office, literally, that Dumbledore told him, don't confide in anyone except for Ron and Hermione. That's it about our mm-hmm. lessons. So McGonagall says, Harry, it might be important. It is, said Harry, very, but he didn't want me to tell anyone. So this is when McGonagall glares and switches back to Potter. And she's trying to be like, well, in light of his death, I'm sure you can see that the situation has changed. And Harry just shrugs and he's like, no, I don't think so. Dumbledore never told me to stop following his orders if he died. How infuriating for her. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Well, I also wonder, I mean, I guess, like, did she really expect he was the same yeah no and i and i like later on when harry and ron and hermione get into hogwarts and she's like what are you doing here and there's the whole Karos thing and he's like professor i'm i'm acting on dumbledore's orders and she goes oh boom switch gears let's do this like she's like okay whatever you need yeah i feel like this conversation probably has a lot to do with her reaction then yeah she has after this she has time to to think well if Dumbledore is telling Harry to do things and not inform anybody else then that's exactly what he intended yeah right which is hard to grapple with it's it's hard to not be in on the whole picture Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. she does try to argue uh but then harry kind of just like goes on and says there's one thing you do need to know before the ministry gets here madame rosemurda is under the imperious curse she was helping Mm. malfoy Mm -hmm. and the death eaters that's how the necklace got in that's how the poison mead got in and mcgonagall's shocked by this and starts to like react to it but then there's a knock on the door so we've got sprout flitwick slughorn the heads of houses and then hagrid and Hagrid is still crying. God, he's I love still him. just like shaking with grief. Um, I genuinely feel like uh, Dumbledore's death has affected Hagrid the worst out of anybody. I would agree with that. Even his data. Huh? 
What do you mean? Oh, I get what you mean. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Dumbledore's I thought, what about his dad? dad? No, 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 Hagrid's dad. I get no, what you're saying, I, though. I get it. I get it. I get what are you're we, saying. Are we all talking about the same thing in different ways? No, yeah. no, we weren't. No. She just misunderstood me. But what about his dad? <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of Dumbledore's dad, I'd like to get to know his story. Yeah. First of all, because he like I don't blame him for hurting those muggles. <laughs> It'd be that bad. Uh, but if you attack your kid yeah, and they have to right. turn their magic inward and it literally destroys her and her mom. Yeah. Right. Azkaban sentence. Everyone's calling you sliver teeth today. I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> I'm actually like not it. wearing a hood. I'm wearing my glasses though. <laughs> Is that your legacy equipment of choice? <laughs> Does it power you up? They're brand new. They're clear, so I can be whatever I want to be. I love that. <laughs> Okay, oh, so man. we've got Slughorn who comes in and he's just like, Snape, I taught him. I thought I knew him. Yeah, you taught Tom Riddle too. <laughs> 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 Who's the common denominator here? What if he just comes in and he's like, it happened again. Again. <sighs> so before anyone can respond to Slughorn's outburst about how he thought he knew Snape, there's a sharp voice from the wall, and it is a sallow-faced wizard with a short black fringe who had just walked back into his empty canvas. And he tells McGonagall, the minister will be here, or ministry or minister, I don't remember what it's supposed to be, would be there within seconds. This is, minister. Um, this is Everard, and this is the same headmaster who Dumbledore told to go find Mr. Weasley mm -hmm. and raise the alarm in five and make sure that he was found by the right people. Fun fact, in the movie, he's got like a big white beard. He does not have short black fringe. Interesting. I wonder if Everard is like, team, I'm keeping Dumbledore's secrets. Or if Dumbledore has to like, do stuff to his portrait to make sure he doesn't hear things. Muffliato. <laughs> <laughs> You can't have him peeping in the ministry and being like, guess what Dumbledore's doing today? Right. Severus Snape was in his office. You never know. I know the whole plot of Harry Potter. <laughs> so McGonagall turns to the teachers and she tells them she wants to talk to them about what happens to Hogwarts going forward before the minister gets here. And she says she isn't sure the school should reopen next year. Quote, the death of a headmaster at the hands of one of our colleagues is a terrible stain upon Hogwarts history. It is horrible. And Sprout says, I'm sure Dumbledore would want the school to stay open. Quote, I feel that if a single pupil wants to come, then the school ought to remain open for that pupil. And that is Hufflepuff. the most Hufflepuff <laughs> answer I have ever heard. And I'm here for it. Oh, my God. Um, so then Slughorn chimes in and says, but will there be a single pupil after this? And he says, parents will want to keep their children at home. And I can't say I blame them. Personally, I don't think we're in more danger at Hogwarts than we are anywhere else. But you can't expect mothers to think like that. They'll want to keep their families together. It's only natural. And it bothers fathers. me that just mothers is called out. Like, why can't parents. it be parents throughout the whole thing? 
Yeah. Maybe because moms are a theme. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. parents. Don't make it seem like dads don't care. They care. Mm-hmm. All, ty- all types of parents and caregivers care. Mm-hmm. True. Good point. So McGonagall says that she agrees with Slughorn and says, and in any case, it is not true to say that Dumbledore never envisaged, thank you, a situation. It says envisaged. Yeah. I don't know. That's a word. I copy pasted. How do I? That's a word. How do I pronounce it? Hold on. Define. Oh. Envisage. 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 Past Wow. Okay. Contemplate or conceive oh, of as I guess, a possibility yeah, for a desirable future envision. event. Yeah. How weird. Envisage. Language. Fromage. Fromage. Gotta pay the cheese tax. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gotta pay the cheese tax every time I'm cooking. <laughs> <laughs> when the cheese comes out, this puppy comes looking. The woos are the woos and the facts are the facts. And when the cheese drawer opens, you gotta pay you the gotta tax. Pay the tax. Jinx, you owe me a cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jess, please write more verses. Uh, so he never, I'm gonna say envisioned because I can't say the word. A situation in which Hogwarts might close. When the Chamber of Secrets reopened, he considered the closure of the school. And I must say, that Professor Dumbledore's murder is more disturbing to me than the idea of Slytherin's monster living undetected in the bowels of the castle. Bowels. Well, here's the thing. Now that Malfoy is gone and you can find out how they got in through um, from Harry, because Harry heard Malfoy explain, Mm -hmm. just get rid of the cabinet, call it a day, and how is that worse than having a monster lurking within the walls that you don't know who it's going to attack next? I kind of strongly disagree with that sentence. Yeah, it didn't sit well with me. It I'm really like, did. um, no, actually, I think having a basilisk roaming the castle is a little worse than Dumbledore being killed, in my opinion. It almost Whoa. kind of surprised. <laughs> well, because me. it could have it could kill multiple students. That's a big saying. deal. Petrified I get what you're saying. It's petrified almost a lot of them. Almost <laughs> surprising. Yeah, petrified a lot of them. <laughs> I love you. Sorry. What did I say? <laughs> you petrified a lot. Petrified a lot of them. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what the heck was I gonna say? Oh, it's surprising Sorry. to me that McGonagall like wants to. It's tough. Like that she wants to jump ship. It's like. I see her wanting to be like a good leader of the school, but also she's very loyal to the school and like Hogwarts, I don't know why, is known for being really safe, but I guess that's really like under the... It's like ha- not why. in the Harry Potter years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the, the safe Potter as years. you can be for uh, teaching underage witches and wizards magic, you know, you're going to have some flubs. Yeah, but it's Flubbers. almost... <laughs> like if she knew that it was gonna turn into like the dark art school that it does for year seven, I could maybe see her being like, "Nah, let's not okay. do this." But there's but it, no it would, way it would have been reopened. They would have been like, about <laughs> this. "Funny, no, it's she, open, yeah, and everyone she must have even come. been like a part of that conversation for sure." Yeah. She lost her leader and yeah. friend, and she's like, 
you know, when you say things in like the heat of the moment and you really don't think them through, it's like Dumbledore's dead. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. You know what I mean? Like, Shut I feel like down. maybe yeah. not thinking every little thing through. And, you know, you don't have to. You're fresh on grief. Yeah, I didn't take that into account. Maybe also, like, I mean, clearly she can handle the responsibility of being headmistress. She's deputy. Mm -hmm. She was deputy headmistress. But, like, the sudden, like, that power power leadership is now on your shoulders and you have to deal with that all that. Not in, like, a normal circumstance where, like, maybe a headmaster retired or maybe the headmaster, like, was really old and, like, like this was very sudden. Well, and it's a huge loss to the the good side, if you will. Um, and like maybe she has enough foresight to think, is Voldemort going to take this over? Yeah. I mean, I mean, who knows? Like what the discussions have been during order meetings maybe they know yeah. that's where they're going i mean they already took yeah or they're about to take out the ministry yeah why wouldn't they do the school especially because voldemort wanted to do that back in the day happy yeah. voldemort day oh god <sighs> for voldemort and valor isn't that where episode dedications came from yeah he started yes. saying for voldemort and valor and yeah, then it turned then into and then Other we things. didn't feel good saying that anymore. <laughs> We're like, maybe we should pick something up. <laughs> <laughs> if I like your coffee laugh, I know you don't feel good, but <laughs> it makes Aww. me laugh. I'm like the sexy voice, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Are we ready for some questions? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This one is silly. It's from Sam. Oh, good. We I need love that. silly ones. If owing Cokes is like rock, paper, scissors. I saw this. What would each okay. of your hand gestures be and who would beat who? <laughs> oh. oh, like Tiff, Kate, Meg, rock, paper, scissors. Um, oh, so I have to have my own hand gesture? Yeah. Mine would this be. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> that is not nice. <laughs> Tiffany just showed us a rude hand gesture, as the author would say. <laughs> Mine would be a peace sign for Philly. Peace, baby. Hmm. So I guess that's scissors. I didn't even mean that. I just. <laughs> it was this way, scissors not this, this way. way. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine would be the one that you make when you make a bunny rabbit on the shadow on your wall or oh i thought you were gonna say rock what <coughs> rock on i couldn't see what your hand was doing i thought you were just pointing and i was like babes that's not the rock on symbol yeah rock i got i got a good oh. one okay i got a good one this one's fine awkward turtle <laughs> <laughs> and i would always win oh wait can i change no i'm kidding <laughs> It's like hang loose. Okay. Okay. So peace would beat awkward turtle, but awkward turtle would beat hang loose because, you know, they ride tasty waves. <laughs> we'll just okay. Right as just. Crush would say. Right just. <laughs> but then oh. what beats hang loose? Wait. Yeah. No. What does hang loose beat? 
Hang peace. Hang loose beats peace. If anyone plays this game successfully, I okay. don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, what if this was your turtle piece surf? Turtle piece surf. Turtle piece surf shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um Katie asks which Weasley kid do you identify with the most Mm. (sighs) Mm. none (laughs) no I don't know I like I think Ginny maybe for me um, I'm into sports and and stuff and she likes sports ball (laughs) Um, so maybe, maybe her, I feel like I have crude humor like Ron though. And then I'm also like kind of nerdy, like Percy. Or probably. Yeah, I feel most. like I also am a combo. I think Bill's Pizzas. pretty cool. He must Bill. like, yeah. he must like math because he's a curse breaker, you know? True. I like math. I do not relate to Bill. (laughs) But I also like Ron. I mean, like and identify is different. I don't know. I think I would align with Charlie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Animals. Yeah. I love cats the way he loves dragons. And I I feel like Charlie's just like doing his own thing. Yeah. True. Okay. This is funny. Marguerite, if the okay. movie had done this scene, what song would you want to play when Fleur pushes Molly? Oh, shoot. Move. Uh, <laughs> Get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Gotta have some Luda. I, I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> There's no Taylor Swift song that can go along with that. Look what you made me do. Oh, I like that. I forgot that you existed. <laughs> I forgot that you... No, she did not forget Molly existed. Uh, I like Look What You Made Me Do. Or Are You Ready For It? Boom. 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 <laughs> multiple pushes. Yeah, multiple pushes. Uh, okay. Sam. If you were in Fleur's place, how would you have reacted to Molly saying that either way? I would not have reacted well. It probably would have been oh, similar. Oh, about getting married? Yeah. I'm like, who yeah. do you think I am? I would have probably had choice words. I don't think I'd have been able to hold back. Your hair looks great, Megan. I know. I can <laughs> see it in Katie's screen, which is what made me reach up to fix it. <laughs> you look like a dinosaur. Oh man. I would not have reacted well. No. Oh. No, I could see you absolutely losing your marbles. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, who the f- do you think I am? Get out of here. Mm, I hate mm, you. Mm. That's what I would say. <laughs> Are we ready for a fan story? Katie, do you want to chime in on that? I did, but I remember what I said. I said, right. I said, who do you think I am? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Who, like, you don't know me at all. Yeah. 
if that's who you think I am, you do not know who I am. Right? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we move on, I want to talk about how everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people in the chat were trying to make um, for the Weasleys so we remember the order of them. You uh-huh. know how in math it's, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Yeah. So people were making them. And someone said, but can people go for rose gold? So Bill Charlie person. Uh, Butterbeer cookies purchased for good Ravenclaws and Gryffindors. <laughs> I can, like those. But can phoenixes fly? Gold red goobers. And be cocky prefix for Gryffindor rewrites grades. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Nice. Okay. Fan story. This comes from JC. You spell your name really cool. From October of 2022. It's kind of a recent one. Nice. Hello, wonderful ladies of Swish and Flick. My name is JC, she, her, and at 23 years old, I'm actually a very recent Potterhead. I'm a proud Hufflepuff, third or nothing. Nice. My Patronus is a Fox Terrier, and my wand is Pinewood with a Phoenix Feather Core, nine and three quarter inches, and solid flexibility. As of when I'm writing this, I'm still getting caught up on the podcast. I'm about a quarter of the way into Goblet of Fire, and I love every second of it. By day, I work as a hotel housekeeper, so I just turn on the podcast and get to listen to it all day while I clean, and I must say it makes my shifts much more enjoyable. And if you're curious, by night, I'm an actor, but that's another story. That's awesome. Anyway, like I was saying, I really got into the fandom pretty recently. My oldest brother was obsessed with the series for most of my childhood, and I remember him just cruising through all the books and saving all his money to buy anything Harry Potter he could get his hands on. Around age eight, I tried to read the first book myself, but unfortunately, like many before me, I just couldn't get into the first chapter. So I put it down and told myself I'd revisit it when I was a bit older. However, that didn't stop me from going to the midnight premiere of the first three movies with my brother and cousins, all of them dressed head to toe in their robes and wands. I didn't fully understand what was going on, but I was just happy to be there. Sadly, soon after (laughs) the third movie, my brother found new interests, and without his dedication, I faded away from Potter as well. And the next time I saw a Harry Potter movie wasn't until the release of The Deathly Hallows Part 2, and boy was I confused. Oh my gosh. As you could probably guess. Mostly I remember seeing Ron and Hermione kiss and saying, what? Because I was a total noob who thought Harry and Hermione were supposed to be together. Such a fool I was. (laughs) All that being said, I always knew I would really love the series if I just took the time to read it. As a theater kid and a Disney nerd, as a matter of fact, also a former DCP cast member. What? Shout out. What? Send us another email and tell us where you worked. I'm curious. Yes, please. I've always been surrounded by friends that love all those things as well as Harry Potter just as much. But I still didn't give it the time it really deserved until 2020 rolled around and my mom and I got COVID. Literally on December 31st, 2020. What luck. Oh my gosh. Since we had two weeks to spend at home, we decided to finally binge all the movies. It was truly such a blast, but it also made my heart ache a little that I didn't get into the series sooner when I could have gone to the rest of the premieres and be in those theaters filled with equally obsessed Potterheads. But alas, it does not do to dwell on dreams. Anyway, after finally watching all the movies, I felt a lot more motivated to actually read the books. And yet I still didn't get get to it until just earlier this year. I picked up Sorcerer's Stone in April and just finished Deathly Hollows in August, which was very bittersweet. But the timing couldn't have been more perfect because my mom and I got to see Cursed Child in August as well. And I gotta say, I'm so glad I had the chance to see it before I read it. I really enjoyed not knowing what was coming next. Sorry that was pretty long-winded. 
and I am just so, so, so in love with this series, and I love being a part of the Potter community now, and specifically the Swish and Flick fam. Thank you for sharing Woo. your knowledge, passion, and love for Potter with all of us. Because of y'all, I will never let the muggles get me down again. Aww. I love that. JC. Thank you so much. You know, it's okay that it took you a while to get into it. All that matters is that you got there. Yeah. And you're here. Whether you're a big old fan because you watched one movie or you read all the books or you've read them a thousand times, seen the movies a thousand times, you are welcome here. Yeah. And we're glad to have yeah. you. And I know that sometimes we dump on the movies. We really do enjoy the movies. I love and the movies. And if you are just a movie watcher, totally fine. We'll fill in all the details for you <laughs> that you didn't get in the movies. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're not, what's that called? Where you're like, purist. Fandom, purist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can just be a book person you can just be a movie person maybe you're just a hogwarts legacy person i'm sure there are people that play hogwarts legacy that haven't read marty or seen marty well he's seen them true he hasn't read them maybe i should force it (laughs) do it honestly i do i wish like he would read deathly hallows i think he would really enjoy it and like i don't know we'll see yeah i'm gonna ask him but yeah thank you for your story yeah thank you you. all my joke books are somewhere behind me so i'm trying to find one off the internet did you internet a joke that's what i'm doing right now okay wow unprepared i know i thought i had you make me sick it's almost like you're couch ridden or something i don't know (laughs) that shouldn't be an excuse for something i do on my laptop (laughs) but you can't find a book oh yeah true did i say this one before i I found the first four harry potter books to be quite light-hearted the fifth one was dead serious oh oh i don't know but that's sad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's sad <laughs> i know what's wrong with me hey, remember knock. when i saw that somebody said <laughs> lord oh, of the God. phoenix was their favorite book and i'm like it's so sad and they're like deathly hallows is your favorite <laughs> so many people die <laughs> true true we started listening and like Hedwig died and I was just like well there it is there you go <laughs> here we go there it is. Ooh, Sam has a joke from a seven year old what is a dentist's favorite dance do tell I don't know what the suspense is killing me Sam type faster ha flossing flossing oh my god flossing very good Hey, real quick, it is pie day, so I have to tell a pie joke. Oh, oh yeah, yes, recording. Please. We're recording on pie day, and Katie so made little pies. I did. Uh, Swish and Flick has inspired me to just like bake at random. Yeah, what the heck? Pastry. We should have made that a puff pastry. I know, I just did it. Yeah. It's pretty easy. If I can do it, you can do it. Okay, <laughs> two pie jokes. Why did sure. the apple pie join the circus? I don't know why. It loved all the applause. Oh, good one. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Silence. Oh. Why did the pumpkin pie go to a dentist? I don't know why. Because it needed a filling. Oh, Oh my God. 
God, I love pumpkin pie. Me too. When is an apple pie grouchy? When it's made from crab apples? I was going to say something about crab apple. (laughs) Uh, Do not make an apple pie out of crab apples. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) All right. If you would like to, you can follow us all on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family. And Tiff is on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore flick. Mm-hmm. Do we you all want to know say about me? One thing <laughs> that we're doing. Sure. What have we been up to? Like real, you guys. <laughs> you can tell that I'm going through like something because today I finished Deathly Hallows. And I immediately started it over again. (laughs) I just honestly, truth be told, it's my comfort book. So I feel like that was that's obviously what I need it for. But when we go into creating the content for the Deathly Hallows podcast, I want to make sure that we really do it right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do it all wrong. Well, we know. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I was being nice. And then (laughs) Tiffany was mean to you. Wait, you were mean to me? Yeah, she said we know. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you just go get a dark mark, you evil baddie? Slither teeth. That is the name. (laughs) Of the episode. Speaking of dark marks makes me think of tattoos. Um, oh, I think I'm going to do the chapter stars. Yeah. Twinsies. So Can we go why, don't you? Show you. why don't you guys figure out if you want to get something and let's go. I do. Okay. Very okay. much. I always want something. Okay. Well, let's go. So, yeah, I'm going to do the chapter stars on my wrists instead of. Do you the... want to do that this summer? Let's do it tomorrow. I mean, let's do it before summer so I can swim. Okay. Yeah, heal up. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Um, Let's do it over your spring break. No, okay. Nobody, nobody wants to be excited. I mean, we That's both a- look very excited, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I, I've made my decision. I might as well just do it. I can't sit next to this dog anymore. Does he keep farting? Yeah. You're a stinky poochie. Poop. Dude, that's why my I have my shirt over my mouth. Stinky it doesn't pooch. work for podcasting. You're gonna have to just suck it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I am starting. I'm gonna read Irvin, uh, Irvin Caitlin's uh, Dumbledore book again. I've got a purple highlighter. I've got a purple pin. Oh, I've got yeah. my reading in the common room bookmark, and I'm ready to go. So I just want to make sure um, <clears throat> I have no regrets about those episodes that we record because I want to, you know, there's so many things that we didn't do in the beginning of our podcast. I know. Um, that yeah. we're going to go back and do. Mm-hmm. I think we already decided that. Yeah. Um, so a reread of the reread, probably, um, just to make sure that we do it the right way Yeah. and the way that we want to do it. So yeah. I want to make sure that I have... <laughs> Every little base covered. That's me. Uh, hmm. So I have been nannying for my friend. Um, and I have come to love going to the libraries during the week. And I didn't know 
I'm this is just I'm so naive to this kind of stuff just because I don't have any kids. But I did not realize all the stuff that libraries like do. Yeah, libraries <laughs> besides, are wonderful. Besides just obviously having a ton of books at your disposal and like I knew that there were toys at libraries, but like all of the books, just the atmosphere. They also have like story times. They have music class. They've they've got crafting like and then on top of that, I like got the program for like all of spring. There's so much stuff for adults, too. Really cool. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, glad you discovered that. I don't think that I have said this on the podcast, but. I quit Starbucks and it was one of the best decisions for my mental health. (laughs) Yeah. yo. Um, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I quit. I, I can't, I couldn't do it anymore. So they, um, they are, they are failing their partners right now. Um, Mm. and I just, I hope that, I hope that they get held accountable and I hope that things change because overall Starbucks does really great things for their partners. Like they have such opportunity there. They really are in the right direction and a lot of things. Um, But this anti-union campaign that they have going on is really, really awful. And the partners are not asking for a lot. Um, you know, they just want a consistent schedule. They just want more than 13 hours a week. They they want some consistency. And uh, the fact that they don't want to give that is very disheartening. So I just hope, um, I just really hope that things change for from all my friends who still work there, for, for anybody who works there. I, I hope things change. So... Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I mean, like they do great things. They pay for college education. They, they pay for, um, they pay for medical care for same sex couples to, to have a baby. I mean, you guys, we talked about how that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get a job there. And then, you know, we decided that wasn't the route for us, but like, mm-hmm. th- that's a big thing that they pay for that. Cause a lot of companies do not. And like, they, you know. I just, they are, they have a lot of potential to be really great. They just need to get their stuff together otherwise. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, until Starbucks sits down and makes a union contract for those stores that have voted to unionize, I have made the personal decision that I will not be getting coffee there until they do that. I just, that's just what I'm doing. There's so many amazing local coffee shops specifically in Cleveland and specifically around yeah. where we moved to that. I just, um, you know, I want to support have the need. Anymore. I want to support local. It was much harder to do that in Florida. It was very far to find 30 a minutes good, on a good day. Yeah. So, but now, you know, yeah, the traffic now I can walk across the street. So I really have no excuse. I don't need to go there. Um, I understand, you know, sometimes for the convenience of it. Yeah, of course they're everywhere. Um, 
But when I don't have to, I'm not going to, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, they need, they need to make some changes. So, Kate, yeah. how's your knee? Uh, not much different. <laughs> Still being a butthead for sure. Yeah, um, I gave out on her a couple times today. Yeah, I think uh. a couple people, like, it's really nice because they're like, how's it going? You know, and I just, mm-hmm. I came up with the answer today of like it's not much better it's more so like i'm learning to live within my limitations that i'm in right yeah now. like i know what helps me i know what doesn't blah 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 um i i jen just asked if i ended up tearing something i don't know yet i'm still waiting for an mri because insurance in this country is so great dude my friend at work <sighs> has like late. a cracked tooth and she can't get in. She's like, I'm in pain. I need someone to help me. And they're like, no, oh, you need awful. a specialist. Awful. <laughs> I know. I know. So I, um, when I did this to my knee, we were like, do we wait? Do we go to the doctor? And then I realized if it is something, <coughs> which it, whatever, it's if it's something more than a muscle strain, I'm going to need to see a specialist, whether it's like an orthopedist or whatever. And in order to do that, you Another have to wait. see a doctor first and get a referral but i haven't been to the doctor in a really long time so i had to set up like a brand new patient thing which means you have to do a physical and physicals are always like a month out and i was like i can't be sitting yeah or, originally like a month out. originally they literally wanted her to wait a month to yep. get into the primary care to get the referral to go to sports medicine so we and had it's to go like to an urgent care well, yeah like with no like not giving her a brace or anything yeah so it's like, this is why people go to the emergency room because you can't get help otherwise. Yep. It's just nuts. It's yeah. nuts. Yep. So I got lucky that I got into the urgent care when I did and they had an appointment at the place they referred me to the next day. That was lucky. But if I had yeah. done like the route they were telling me, like, shh. Right. Like doing it the way that everyone, like, that the normal the way. normal way to do it would have been a month just to just to be able to um even get anything looked at so crazy that's nuts uh yeah but i'm pretty much just like couching it a lot and when i try to push I feel bad meg's like sit down you're gonna make it worse and she's right of course but i hate just like i don't like it we had to cancel a trip yeah, I had to cancel my races, so that was really sad. And I'm bummed I just, about it. Like, feel so bad. I think that it's really hard. Like, okay, obvious. I mean, t- you guys all know how much work Katie put into training, right? I mean, everybody who listens, everybody who's a part of the Swish group, Tiff, like everybody knows mm-hmm. how much went into doing dopey. Yeah. And I think that it's really hard for me to see people not comprehend that and just kind of think like, oh, I'm really sorry that you hurt your knee. But it's like, God, it's so much more than that. No, I understand. It's so much more than that. It's not just, oh, man, I can't go to soccer on Mondays. You know what I mean? Like, I can't train for any of my races. I can't do the thing that helps me mentally and physically feel good i understand and yeah, uh, yeah i bad. understand That's it bad. just I understand. sucks 
people <clears throat> people who count on um, physical fitness in whatever form um, to help with their their mental health because I'm sure it helps you, right? Yeah. yeah, very much. Yeah, and when you're down, it's very difficult. When you're down, it puts you down. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and you have restrictions. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's very. It's very difficult. And the waiting game to have a recovery plan. The fact I just that I can't know when, do I just want to know what's going on. I want to start like, PT. Like, can I do PT by myself? Can I go somewhere? Right. What do you want me to do? Like, I want to get back on track. I'd like to walk at need. some point. Yeah. Give yeah. me what I need to make this better. Because right now I'm just sitting here. <laughs> and it's not getting yeah. any better. Yeah. Which is the frustrating okay. thing. So. Yeah. That's, that's what's right. going on. <laughs> anyway all right um, real quick let's go boom 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 bingo went to slytherin congrats Ooh, to kendra congrats good job kendra after today's <laughs> recording the house points stand at ravenclaw in first with 7365 hufflepuff in sort of a close second with 6831 Jeez. Slytherin in third with 5,838, and then Gryffindor in fourth with 4,871. Ah. Yeah. Just a good old grand behind three. All right. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we might have a Hufflepuff you know takeover here soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd Just love saying. to see that. That'd be pretty fun. Just to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, you know? change it up. Um, what's this for? For awkward turtles mm-hmm. and cokes. <laughs> Done. That's it. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. Amazing! Just my voice. <laughs> And I love food. I don't miss meals or <laughs> snacks. Like, I'm not that kind of person that's like, oh, my gosh, I yeah. forgot to eat lunch. No, I don't right. forget. Yeah, no, I never forget to eat lunch. <laughs> I don't forget. That's so funny. I don't miss meals, man. <laughs>love when you guys are like did you eat today and i'm like i had i'm like blah, always blah, 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 blah. i never forget i never it. i will <laughs> i pack snacks knitwit lover on that tweak bye swishers when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.